Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Step it up, step it up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him, he's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. This week, we sit down with former Real Housewives of Orange County star Alexis Bellino, who opens up about her new engagement, how she is co-parenting with her ex-husband, Jim, and what the status of her friendship is with Tamara Judge. Alexis, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yes, hi there. It's nice uh, to meet you. Yes, it's nice to meet you too. So obviously this year has looked uh, very different for a lot of people. I mean, what has parenting during the pandemic looked like for you? You know, I I realized that I really let a lot more go during the pandemic, like like being on top, you know, then they can't get straight A's when you're doing homeschooling. Like you don't need to have that pressure um, the schedule was way off. So there wasn't, I'm pretty rigid with scheduling and that was kind of like out the window. Um, and I just wanted to keep our household light and happy because it was so stressful for the kids. I mean, it was stressful for all of us too, but I just feel like the kids really took it harder during the, towards the end of it than we all did. So yeah. my, that's the way I coped with it. Yeah, and we took a little like staycations, like, like where you didn't have to like go to a hotel. Like you could, when the RB and be Airbnbs were going, um, something like that, but just to get away from being locked in this one house, but we still stayed quarantined away from people. Yeah. What was homeschooling like for you? Well, for our two little ones, the eight and 10 year old, it was pretty hard because <laughs> they, you need to really be on top of it and they don't really want to listen to the parents. They want mm-hmm. the teacher, you know, they're probably better in school. My other three, the, the older ones are 13, 13 and 15. And they're so self-sufficient by that age because the school doesn't really want the parents involved as much. Sure. Um, they were depressed, like being stuck in their rooms for so long, but, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it was easier for them. I mean, in regards to me yeah. and Drew trying to, you know, teach the kids and do work and, you know, just run your life. Definitely. What's it like having this big blended family, uh, you know, all these kids under one roof? It's amazing. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, we have, still have, I'm not going to, I don't want to make it, you know, paint a perfect picture. There's still challenges. And, and anytime you blend a family, I think it's, you know, you're going to have the, the, the weeks that are really, really good. And then the weeks that are emotional are not so good because I mean, the children don't ask for a, a divorced family and, um, 
yeah, but other than, I mean, as far as like how they get along and like the fun we have and we own a boat, so we're always out on the water. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. That is awesome. Do you, do you enjoy being a bonus mom? <laughs> I enjoy my bonus children a lot and I really, really wanted more kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and was even talking to my children about adopting another child when I didn't have a boyfriend or Drew. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Drew and he's got two more. And I'm like, yes, that's perfect. Now my, now my family feels complete. Like now it's, uh, yeah, yeah. We're done though. No more. Done. I was going to have one more. <laughs> you get all five of them together and you're like, whoa. No. Yeah. So I was going to ask, are you and Drew talking about adoption then? Or are you, you're it's done? It's so funny because when we came out like on Instagram official, our relationship, everyone was like, he had one picture where he was like holding my belly, like, like this, like doing this, you know, like his arm around me. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could do one more, babe. But then it's, it's exhausting now. Now that we've, we've been together two and a half years. And by now it's like, we just, it's, it's tiring with five. So. No, I can't imagine. I'm sure you can't even imagine going back to like the newborn stage or anything like that. I have friends that have younger ones. And so now it's just awesome to hold them and be like, here you go. Exactly. <laughs> take, take your baby now. <laughs> totally. Um, how are wedding plans going? You know, we just, oh my gosh, it's so funny you asked that because we really hadn't thought about, um, we didn't throw an engagement party, obviously, because he proposed December 19th. So that was still the heavy, in the heavy thick of the pandemic. And he did it amazingly for having such a, like he kept wanting to wait to be able to do something fabulous. And then, you know, it was like the the quarantining was never going to end. So then he just did it. Um, but he did it on our boat and it was really, really romantic and cute. And we loved the water. Um, but then we were like, well, we can't throw an engagement party. So why are we, and all these people that had wedding plans are being postponed a year or two out. So it's like, why are we even, I I don't want to go through the stress of it, Mm -hmm. um, until we have a solidified plan. And the other part to that is I told him I didn't want to do a big wedding. I just wanted to take like like me and our children, our, us and our children to like Maldives or somewhere just totally exclusive and just us, ki- the kids and us do it on the beach. But he kind of wants the whole, like, he wants the, the, all of it. So I'm, I'm letting, kind of letting him have the, the decision making in this, which is really reversed for most. I was going to say, that's so funny. <laughs> he wants the big fairy tale wedding and you're like, let's just yeah. keep it simple. I don't know if I'm going to put on another wedding dress, babe. So maybe we can do something on the beach or something different. And we're not doing it in a church again. Like, like I have some definite no's, but I want him to have the experience. He wants me to walk down the aisle. He wants his friends to be a part of it. So yeah, I want him to have that. Yeah. Did you ever think that marriage would be in the cards again? Did you want to get married again? I didn't. I didn't. I thought, you know, I was having fun dating and I, it was, it was kind of interesting to, to get back out there after 14 years of yeah. not being, well, 15 mm-hmm. really, because we were together 14 or 15, but married 14. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really interesting to get back out there and to see like, oh my gosh, like this was really part of life before because you feel so locked down when you're married. <laughs> it was awesome. But I didn't, I didn't think, you know, I thought I don't want children anymore. I don't really feel like I need to, to take that plunge again. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, then when I met him, I was, I, I couldn't wait for it to yeah. happen. Yeah. So. All right. How do your kids feel about you getting married again? Oh my gosh, they they love him. They are super excited. I remember it was like our third month of dating mm-hmm. and Melania comes upstairs and he's putting stuff away in the closet and she's like, Hey, Andrew, you need to propose to my mom. You need to you need to get married to my mom. And he was just like, Okay, it's been like three months. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Take it slow, honey. <laughs> yeah. That must make you feel so good though. It make must make this decision and you know, this next stage of your life feel so much easier. Yeah, I think that it's really hard if the, the kids don't like the significant other, it would put a really big, uh, it would be very difficult, but mm-hmm. luckily we, it, it works. So thank God for that. 
Definitely. How is co-parenting with Jim been during this time? You know, we, we still have our ups and downs, but for the most part, it's been, um, we do have one thing that we are a hundred percent about and that's how much we love our kids and we want the, it to be the best for them, you know, and, and put them first. So that works out. But you know, when you have personalities that are a little bit, just a little bit more clashy, then it's hard. And it's been, I mean, we've been divorced now almost like three and a half or four years. So it should three and a half, I think. So it should get no three like three to, I don't know, something around there, but it should be getting easier and it does each day, but it's definitely a work in progress, but mm -hmm. we just try to respect each other and put our kids first. So. Yeah. I mean, you did say, you have said, you know, the divorce process and everything, I'm sure for everybody that it was a rocky situation. I mean, would you say that you guys are in a good place right now? I mean, like you said, it's a work in progress, but do you, are um, you guys cordial or is it more just for the kids? We, we definitely have our days. Like if, if there's something that happens that I feel has hurt the kids' feelings or something I don't like, it, it really puts my mama bear up and then I get upset. Or, you know, if we don't see eye to eye on something that regard in regards to parenting, it definitely has a, it throws a curveball to us um, for a couple of weeks or a week of our, our communication. But then we, we find our, we managed to find our way to get back on track and, and try to be cordial and, and respectful and put the kids first. So it, it works itself out. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's we're going to go grab a cup of coffee and, and hang out or anything, but we do, you know, we do have sporting events now where, where um, they just open that back up. I'm not sure about where else in the country, but mm -hmm. the last two months they've allowed um, two parents to go to like James's sporting events and such. Mm -hmm. and some of them even allowed four. So then Drew would come along with us. So we'd all kind of sit together and we'd talk and, and, and hang out, but it wasn't like, we're, we're not, we're not best friends by any means. <laughs> He's not getting an invite to the wedding. Probably not. We might, yeah, not. He did say congratulations and was excited for us when it happened though. So that was cool. That's but, good. Did, did he yeah. and Drew get along well? Yeah, they do actually. I mean, Drew, you, you can't fight with Drew. He doesn't have an enemy and he's the most easygoing, kind of hearted person you've ever met. So, um, it would, it, he would never allow there to be any kind of attention or anything. So it works out good. Definitely. I mean, what advice do you have for couples that are kind of entering that co-parenting stage? Um, I think you just have to, I mean, emotions are high because obviously you were married to that person for a reason. So it doesn't mm -hmm. just like a lot of the feelings don't just disappear and you go, okay, I want to, I can't wait to just, you know, move on and, and be done. There's just a lot of emotions that you can't even explain yeah. that get into the picture and then, you know, throw in there new partners and new children brought into the mix. And it just, it, it makes it kind of difficult, but I think you just keep your head high and you take the high road every time um, and try not to get into the banter that is so easily, you know, able to happen after a, a high, high intensive divorce. You know, mm -hmm. you just have to remember, put the kids first, keep it calm and, and just know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, for people that are just starting to go through it, oh, it is, it is a couple years of, of hell on earth, but there is light at the end of the tunnel and it does even out. So mm -hmm. keep your, keep your head high. Definitely keep your head high. Keep the kids first. That's so important. I don't know if you uh, follow real housewives of New Jersey, but it seemed um, like this past season, Melissa and Joe Gorga seem to be going through maybe some of the issues that you and Jim went through when you guys were on the show where he felt like his wife needed to stay home and things like that. I mean, what advice would you have for them as they navigate this part in their marriage and can a marriage survive something like that? This is this. I've done a lot of soul searching about this exact topic because when Jim and I, when Jim and I met, we were exactly in alignment on um, the the leave it to Beaver kind of family. I wanted to be at home. He he wanted me to quit my career, so I did. Um, and but then when Housewives came about, 
I started to, you know, and the kids were getting a little bit older. I wanted something for myself again. I wanted a career again. Um, but then once you've kind of, you, you took that agreement that, okay, well, you know, I'll be the, I'll be the breadwinner. You stay home and take care of the kids. And then I guess basically if you don't grow together in that path, that's when the hiccups really come into play. And the one thing I love so much about Drew is that I can be whimsical on anything. Like he does not, he, he just, he wants to grow with me. He wants to be my best friend. If I want to go this way all of a sudden, when I told him we were going this way all along, he's like, oh, okay, we'll try that. Let's try it, babe. Let's do it. We'll be a team. Let's do it together. And so it really makes me feel, and he's my partner in everything. He, if I make dinner, he won't let me do the dishes. He helps all the laundry that's laying around that I, he, he won't let it just sit there. I'm like, you actually, men actually do laundry right <laughs> now. So it's awesome because we are truly partners, not it's not a democracy or a, any kind anything like that. It's total partnership, 100%. And that's, the, that's what I can say is it's really difficult if the husband and wife don't grow together mm-hmm. and they stay stagnant in that one firm belief and they don't go, like, what if someone, what if someone suddenly gets enlightened and wants to change their faith? What are you going to, what are you going to do? Like, do mm-hmm. you, do you divorce and, and, and say, forget it, even though you might have best friendships or do you try to figure out, okay, well, we don't have to see eye to eye on that. Mm-hmm. Drew and I don't see eye to eye politically or, or a couple other main topics. And it's like, we can still make it work because mm-hmm. he doesn't own me. He lets me be myself. He lets me have my own opinions and my own um, growth in this journey mm-hmm. of life. No, so. definitely. Yeah. You have to have an equal partnership and be able to see eye to eye at all time. Do you think that if the show never came about that, like, your relationship would still be the same? And are you happy that it did because you were able to kind of embrace this new chapter of your life and become the person that you are? Well, I definitely, I definitely don't think our marriage would have sustained it regardless of the show. I don't, I don't think housewives was the reason because I'd already, I'd already been having feelings before housewives that, that I was fighting back. And I was like, I can't, you know, we got it. We got to work this out. We were in therapy for, we were married 14 years and in therapy the whole 14 years. So that tells you something. And I haven't been to one therapy session with Drew. We haven't had, but two fights. So it's, we just, we're just meant to be together. We're more best friends and not oil and water. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, and if we don't see eye to eye, we don't need to go to the counselor to figure it out. We just sit down and have a discussion and neither of us yell, Mm -hmm. neither of us boss the other one around. We just simply talk it through. So I don't think that Jim and I would have made it um, even if Housewives hadn't have come about. It would have been me wanting to open my coffee shop that I've had a, a dream for or like, you know, there's just other things that I would have probably wanted to do that it would have caused a little bit of a ruckus anyway. Totally. Yeah. It's nice that it's, you're in an easy relationship. It's not that hard of work, which is what it's yeah, supposed I to be about. It was awesome. Totally. You know, I don't know if you watched this past season of uh, OC, but you know, Andy said that it needed to be rebooted. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you agree with okay, that? Because I haven't had a chance. My mom, honestly, being sick has taken my entire, and the pandemic has taken my entire year. I'm an attorney and a, and a doctor right now, as far as I'm concerned with everything I've had to deal with. So I've been a little overwhelmed, but what happened that he said that? Like, what was it? A lot of people just felt like some of the storylines weren't relatable, that like we couldn't really, you know, connect with a lot of the women. Um, and it just seemed like a lot of it, a lot of the storylines may have been forced a little bit. So has it, have they um, disclosed that they've changed the the cast or anything? They haven't. No, not yet. Oh. But Andy said that, it, you know, before they even start filming, they're going to probably take a long pause for a while and figure out, you know, how they want to restructure the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I didn't. I, I do. I do know Bronwyn. Um, I've ran into her a couple of times around here and obviously Emily and Kelly, I know and talk to, but, but because of the pandemic, that's kind of like, 
everything's kind of was halted that whole time. And that should be the time you would be watching TV because you're sitting on your butt all the time. But um, no, I just, I just didn't. And I, I'm curious. I love, I mean, I trust Andy Cohen and Bravo hundred percent to find the right mix because they're really good at what they do. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that you turned down coming back in season 14. I mean, would you ever come back again? Is that something that you want to uh, do? You know what? And this, this kills me because I, I do want a, a, a steady job again. I just, I just feel like, so it's funny cause I did say no. And then they, they did, I, I did say, okay, I will do a one-time guest appearance so that America can catch up with me and see, you know, how I'm doing and all this. But that morning, well, first of all, they called and they're like, the limo's almost there. And I'm like, um, it's tomorrow. And I'm in my sweat gear, my gear, I'm getting ready to go take a jog. And they're like, no, honey, it's in an hour. I just wanted you to know they're coming a little early. And I'm like, Drew, it's today. Oh my gosh. I have to run upstairs. I, I start getting ready. And then I get the nerves again. And I'm like, I have to pop a bottle of champagne at 11 o'clock in the morning and take a quick little sip of champagne just to get there because I was so nervous to do it again because of the drama and because of how it didn't, it caused a lot of stress for me, which some of these women are really good with it. I'm not good with arguing and confrontation. I'm just not, I don't, I don't want to, it, it, I have more of a Zen feel. My house is very Zen. So I don't think so, but I, I didn't mind filling uh, below deck and I didn't mind filming marriage boot camp with my mom, which was only 2018. So that's why it's crazy that we're sitting here right now watching my mom, you know, die before our eyes. But, but I just think I'm in a different place, but that doesn't mean Bravo and Andy Cohen that there might be another spot for me somewhere. It's just not housewives because you guys have a lot of good shows and y'all are brilliant. So it could have been, a, I should have done the Joe De La Rosa date Alexis thing. That's what we should have done, but now I'm taken. So now what are we gonna do? <laughs> right, <not> totally. <laughs> <laughs> does, um, does Drew ever watch back any of the show? Did he ever see any of it? He won't, he won't, it's so funny. Like he, he watched Below Deck because he was on it. And then he was like, why didn't I watch any before? We were such idiots on there. Why didn't I watch before I, before? and I go, you haven't even watched one of my shows, not one. And I've been on like seven and you haven't watched anything. <laughs> and he's, he's like, I just kind of like knowing the you, I don't know. <laughs> Cause totally. it's different. And his friends have said, you know, it's a, she's portrayed a little different on the show than she really is in real life. So I think he's scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did say, you know, um, that the show was a little bit toxic for you. Was it just because of all the drama and not being able to like handle that stress? Like you said, like some of the other women did. <laughs> It's the confrontation. It's like, cause mm -hmm. Kelly, like Kelly Dodd is so good. At, and, and Tamara even was, but I don't, she's not my friend, but Kelly Dodd is like so good at being fast whipped and being like, get out of my face. You're not going to do this. And standing her ground mm -hmm. where I now probably since I am divorced, I've found a lot more strength in my inside. Mm -hmm. I would be a lot more vocal and a lot harsher with some of these women and, and say bitch back off. But before I was, I think I was still just fighting so hard for my marriage. I didn't want to fight for fight with them at the same time, but it is toxic for my insides. Like for me personally, as a human being, it's toxic to me. Some women love it and, and they're great at it. And that's why they, that's why they're asked back and back and back and back. And it's, it's fun to watch, but I just personally knew my psyche and my my person, my personality was not going to be good to continue doing yeah. it. I, I spoke to Lydia recently and she said some of the, the women on the show were even meaner when the cameras were off. Did you have that same experience as well? It's all, it's all around. And it's like, they're trying to find something to cause a scene to in front of the camera, just so that it look, you know, they get more airtime. And then there's something else that, that, that we can fight about. And it's just like, gosh, I just, I don't want to, I have enough struggles just trying to figure out the quarantine and get through life in itself, let alone like add, you know, who's going to be combat combating at you and, and or coming at you and being combative and all of that. So I just, 
Yeah. yeah. But I love, I love it. And I'm proud of Bravo for everything they've done and thank them for eternally for my experience on there. It did help me grow a lot and it helped me become who I am today. So I'm very mm -hmm. thankful for my entire four to five year season. Yeah. Are you, do you, have you had any contact with Shannon and Tamara at all? Since uh, uh, I never even got to know Shannon. I mean, she came and sat at my table years ago before she got the show and was totally wasted and just plopped down on my table and her and her hut because they knew Jim and I were on the show and they were trying to talk, 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 but I don't think she probably remembers that because she was really, really wasted. Um, but then Tamara and I have just, you know, we're, it's like Jim and I we're oil and water. I just don't, I, I don't want to have a friendship with Tamara. I don't, unless she's made a 360, but as far as I'm concerned, she was the devil on, on earth. I mean, through the whole experience. And even after I got off the show, just hearing some of the things and I just, mm -mm. right. Yeah. I know that like, obviously there was a, a, a lawsuit between Jim and Tamara and everything like that. I mean, when the ladies said that they called your divorce with Jim a sham, I mean, was that hurtful to you? Well, no, because I mean, they thought my whole life was a sham anyways. They always called me phony. And, and maybe it was because they could see that Jim and I were having problems and that's why I looked phony. But I really was 150% invested in my marriage and saving my marriage. I was never, I never thought, oh, I can't wait to get off the show because I'm going to divorce Jim. I mean, it didn't happen that way. Like I would have stuck it out with Jim until the kids were at least 16. That was my goal. I'm like, I have to get my kids driving and then I can, I can move on. But I, I never... I, I never would have thought it would be a sham. So I guess by the, the time they said that, I've, I'd had so many other things said about me and my skin was so much thicker that it's like, I, I don't care. Call me, call me whatever name in the book. Call me, I don't care. It's not, it's going to roll right off this time. So, yeah. I mean, what was that one thing that happened between you and Tamara that you were like, all right, this is done. My friendship with her can never. The whole, the whole okay. season, yeah. or the whole year, uh, what do you call yeah. it? It's not all the, my whole, my whole stint with Bravo. It was just watching her, how she, connived and manipulated and and like you 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 knew she would cut her mom's right arm off or or murder you know you just knew she would do something to to get more film time and and just to be I just saw too much manipulation and conniving so I hope she's changed and I, I do believe that like even I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking now but I I hope she's changed yeah yeah I mean would you if obviously she's not on the show anymore. And if Shannon wasn't on the show anymore, would that open the door a little bit more for you to want to come back? It wouldn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I did tell them, I did tell them, uh, in 14, whenever they asked me to come back, I did tell them I would never film if Tamara was part of the cast members, but then she did get let go. And I still, I still just have that anxiety. That's just not healthy for someone to go back, you know, got to do what's best for you. Definitely. Um, do you have a favorite memory from the show? I mean, there are so many. See, now we were talking so bad about the negativity. And anxiety. <laughs> there were so many, like every single trip. Well, first of all, production cares about you and they were so good to, to us. And, and I mean, there were long days that you want to flip and rip, rip their heads off, you know, but they probably wanted to do that with us too. But it was, there was a lot of good memories, just every trip, every, you know, some of the laughing when, when, before you're getting ready to go on or some of the hiccups that I had with my kids, cause we'd be trying to film and, and my kids at the time when I first started were like four and five, which seems like forever ago, but uh, that was de a decade, but they, um, you know, just the spoofs and the hiccups with that. And then I'd be like, gosh, I hope that airs and it didn't. And I'd be like, dang, we got good laughs out of it. Even the production team couldn't, you know, keep quiet. They laugh about it. So I don't know. It's just a lot of good memories. Definitely. I mean, even the interviewing when you're sitting there doing the one-on-ones, even those sometimes get 
flipping funny because the producers are just like, she did not just say that. And then everyone laughs and yeah, so it's good. There's good, a lot of good times to it too. Definitely. Are you ever going to let the kids watch? Are they interested or have they watched? Oh, they could, they could watch now. They're, they're 14 and 15. Right. So or 13 and my son just turned 15, which is really weird to think he's going to be driving soon. And I started this show on when he was five, <laughs> speaking into the curtain rod on the, on the curtain, on the windowsill, which everybody remembers, but um, I don't care if they watch now. And that was my goal when I was on that show was don't stoop low because I knew I had these little ones which were going to grow up and see all the footage. So I was like, I have to bite my tongue. I can't be cussing these ladies out. I don't want them to look at their mom and go, why is she acting so trashy? Like I just had to, I had to just try to keep my cool, calm and collectedness going a little bit harder just for them because I, I went home every night and looked at them and thought, oh my gosh, you know, I, yeah. but I don't care if they watch at all. That's great. I love that. Well, Alexis, like I said, before we wrap up, I have these housewives secrets. So they're just some fun rapid fire questions. So okay. first one, who caused the most drama while you were on the show? Tamara. Yeah, hands down. Was there one moment that really stands out to you and you were like, oh my God, I can't believe that she's doing this? Well, the, the one gym scene where, the, um, not gym as in Jim Bellino, but gym is in her health club, um, where we were doing that dinner in the gym and producers had begged me to go. And I said, I'm not going. I'm not going because she's going to she's going to throw me out or light me up and I'm not in the, I'm not in the position I want to be in a fight. And they said, well, what if we promise you that she can't throw you out? And I said, okay. And sure enough, she throws me out. And the way she got in my face, I, I literally thought it was going to be my first fist fight of my life because if she hit me, the bitch was going down. I was, I was not going to sit back and just take it. I'm like, she strikes first. She's getting an assault charge, not me. But, but I just was like, I was like, how can somebody come in my face like that? That's a grown woman. You know, like all you have to, I, I, I just, I don't handle situations that way or talk to people that way. So that was, that's the one that really was the icing on the cake. But if you went back and watched the seasons that I was on, you probably could find 25 more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which housewife would get the drunkest? Oh, geez. Gosh, that's hard. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know that any of them were like really sloshed when, on, when I was filming. I don't, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Maybe not even Gretchen. I was gonna say maybe Gretchen, but not really. That's a good, that's a stumper. Come back to me. All right. I'll come back to you. Who would, turn, <laughs> who would turn it on most for the cameras? Oh, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Every single one of them. I love that. Which housewife from your season should come back? I mean, I liked watching Lydia, but I know Lydia had some of the um, same feelings that I do about the toxicity of it and if it's healthy for you. But um, I really enjoy watching her because I think she's funny. And I liked watching Vicky. I know everybody said that, that they were tired of it, but I, I get a hoot out of her, even though we're not talking anymore because she went team Tamara, but mm -hmm. that's fine. But I would, I, I liked watching her. So totally. Um, which housewife, um, I'm sorry, one moment that wasn't caught on camera that you wish fans got to see. Oh gosh, there's probably so many. I, I can't even, oh one, one, I mean, one, I just remember the one time that we were filming with my children and it was a really cool day. We were running in the park and my kids were just being super funny. And I was like, I knew that we were going to laugh and they were not complying at all. Uh, I mean, it was like, you wanted them to come right, they'd go left. And then we'd be like, come on, we're trying to make this, you know, look like we're trying to, we're trying to do this moment. And, and it was not happening. I just, I really wanted that to air and it didn't, but cause I just thought it was so cute and my kids are my world. So Absolutely. what's one moment on camera that you wish never aired? 
probably the same thing at the, the gym with Tamara where I admitted that I had popped a Xanax the night before because I don't take, that was my, I took a quarter and it was the only, it was because I was having those anxiety attacks in the middle of the night and the doctor told me, you need to just try to get one night's sleep and just see if it'll calm you down. And, and then I didn't like the way it made me feel, so I, I didn't take it again. But, you know, that doesn't need to be aired that I popped that right, you know, the night before because of stress. And, but I said it, so, okay. Totally. Um, a moment that you wish that you pulled the Bravo, Bravo, Bravo card. I don't know if that was the thing. <laughs> oh, girlfriend. Every cast member would tell you all the time. <laughs> there are so many. A lot of it more so, like, yeah, just when you're tired of the arguing, you want it to end and, and the scene's not done yet because there's no resolve. It's like, I mean, you would just want to, you would just want to do something to get up and walk away and end it right away. So I should have, I never, I never thought about using that tactic, but yeah, should have done that. that. <laughs> and then finally, what is your biggest housewife's regret? I don't, I guess just the times that I would be kind of mean or below the belt back to the girls, even though, you know, I could have found another way around it. I don't really have a I don't really have a, gr- a regret from a scene or like a something I wish I'd done because I, I enjoyed the whole experience. And I mean, there's a lot of airheaded blonde moments when I would say, you know, something somewhere and it's not, or I, I mean, I just, I just talk fast. And so it comes out and then I'm like, I didn't mean that. That's not what I said, or that's mm-hmm. not how I meant it. And it just gets edited in a different way that it's wrong for what I meant. So yeah, there's a lot of that. So I guess my airheadedness. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I am it. intelligent. I had a 4.0. Okay. But I just, I am an airhead. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Alexis, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. It was a pleasure speaking with you and nice I you. hope your mom uh, gets better. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. But if you want more Housewives news, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered. Oh,